you said that the rules are different at by a mom's house. Which home mm-hmm. is the more strict home? Definitely mine and my husband's house. I knew you were going to say uh, my- that. <laughs> You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step family related, real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. Welcome to episode 221 of the Nacho Kids Podcast. What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? I'm Lori and my husband, David. Is on here too. You have to explain that piece. Yeah. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Okay. So, David, I've come up with a new intro to our podcast. What's that? You ready? Yeah, I guess. Hello, I am Lori Sims. This is my husband, David Sims, and we created this Nacho Kids crap. Come get help. <laughs> What in the world? <laughs> what, what, what? What's wrong with that? What sparked you to want to come up with something so hillbilly-ish? I like hillbilly. The Beverly Hillbillies. Okay. You don't know what you're on today. Well, remember Claudette said for me to introduce myself on the mastermind, and that's kind of what I did, and she thought it was funny. Oh, I think our listeners are not used to you being funny. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, or, uh-huh. okay. <laughs> For those of you that don't know what uh-huh is, watch The Big Bang Theory. It's pretty funny. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Got anything else? Any funnier? You're bombing at the moment. David. <laughs> It's the funniest thing you do is when you say David. <laughs> oh, it's funny. I enjoy it greatly. You should. I add so much more to your life. Uh-huh. You do. All right. Hang on a second. Okay, David, we get to announce the winner of another Nacho Kids Academy scholarship, courtesy of Sylvia Krakauer. Shoot, yeah. All right. The winner of today's Nacho Kids Academy Scholarship is Melissa C. Melissa, see your way to your email (laughs) and we will get you started on your free month of the Nacho Kids Academy. (laughs) And then we'll see you there. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll see how much work you put in to see what your results are. Don't you see, David? I think I do. All right. So now let's talk about our guest today. Our guest today is Ashley. Ashley has been blending for five years. Two stepkids, two hours kids. Hardest part of blending for her has been different parenting styles. (gasps) Yep. But you know, that is something that also happens within... Biological families, nuclear families. True. There's different parenting styles. It just feels different. Yeah, because there's not that judgment. There's not that, that's not your kid. Or 
leave my kid alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you think about it. Most people's parents have different parenting styles. Yeah, my mama was the heavy. <laughs> heavy hand, heavy words, everything. She was the heavy. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's one of those things that it's not unique to blended families to have different parenting styles. It's just how it feels and the other truths around it is what's different. It just seems to magnify it when it's in a blend. Just like, so being in a blend, you have a lot of the same issues that nuclear families have, but it just seems to be multiplied. Mm -hmm. Crazy teenagers, you have those in nuclear families. You have those in blended families. Mm -hmm. But the difference is, as we know, in the nuclear family, the parents are there. Yeah. The difference is in the details. Yes. Exactly. Likely. Something unique about Ashley's blend is she is with the stepkids more than her husband is. She does all doctor's appointments, school drop-offs, and pickups, sports practices, etc. Sounds like a J-O-B. Yeah, it is. Now, is that something she she wants to do? Or I guess you'll tell me to, you got to listen. <laughs> you got to listen. <laughs> I will say her mom was a stepmom. Did that make it easier, though? Or are you going to tell me I got to listen again? You got to listen again. <laughs> you got to listen how her mom being a stepmom impacted her being a stepmom. And she calls her stepdad, dad, because he's been in her life since she was three. Jackson don't call me dad. I know. When he was <laughs> talking to you on the phone earlier, I said, that sounded like my husband. He said, no, that was my stepdaddy. Did he? <laughs> <laughs> One thing we talk about in this episode is how Ashley's husband and his ex were still close. And Ashley found it kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I would have, too. So like I've said before, if y'all can get along so good, why y'all split up? Yep. Me and my ex were close. Like, close to killing each other. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing Ashley says is that she says, our kids. David, how do you do that? If somebody says, how many kids do you have? Um, I usually say I've got four sons and one stepson. And that's what I say. Well, I say I have one son and four stepsons. Yeah. I think, I mean, it, I have said before, like I've got five kids and, but I don't, you know what I'm saying? If there's, if I'm saying son, I'll usually say stepson, but if I'm just saying five kids, I don't identify what relation they are. I may say we have five kids between us, one of which is mine. Yeah, something like that. But, you know, some people are like, I don't want to say that. For me, um, I don't mind saying it because I want people to understand that we're in a blended family, that I have stepkids, I'm a stepdad, all these kind of other things. Because it can be um, 
it can be something that gives you a connection with somebody because they might say, oh, I'm a stepdad too. Good point. Good point. And then, uh, and then you can kind of go down that path or they may have questions about it or whatever. So I don't mind bringing those things up because I think it's an opportunity to connect with somebody on a different level. Yeah. That's like, I went to get a pedicure the other day and it was a new lady and I was talking to her and her and her ex split up and we started talking about that and she's got a new man and she started talking about how one of her kids does not like the new man. So we talked about some blended family challenges then. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I don't mind. I don't mind uh, telling people that for that reason. I think it's important because, you know, one thing we hear often is people say, I thought I was the only one out there that was struggling with problems or I didn't, I've heard people say, I didn't even know, I didn't even know I had people surrounding me that were in blended families until, you know, fill in the blank. Right. It's, it's the dirty little secret. Yeah. It's like they keep it all a secret. Like, no, I'll tell people I'm in a blended family or how many kids I have, or I tell them all <laughs> kind of stuff because, you know, I'm that kind of guy. They won't tell people they're in a blended family, but they'll hang up a pineapple anywhere. <laughs> a Sorry. Pineapple. <laughs> yeah. You know what a pineapple means? Like SpongeBob? No, like swingers. Swingers? Yeah. They hang, hang up pineapples? Go look it up, David. Why do you know this? All right, folks. Why let's is get there a pineapple listen. in our yard? <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Let's get to listening to our interview with Ashley. <laughs> I don't think swinging from the trees is what they had in mind, honey. Today, we have stepmom Ashley. Hey, Ashley. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Doing well. <laughs> <laughs> so, how long have you been blending? Uh, so, my husband and I have been together for six years, but married for five so I like to say six just because I kind of like went right into it, mm-hmm. but really doing the full thing uh, five, five years. Okay. Yeah, I know. A lot of times when I ask that question, I think I need to be more specific and say, how long have y'all been either married or living together? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people really consider being in the blend when they started dating the person, even though they live separately and all that stuff. So, Right. Yeah. So we'll go with six years. Yeah, six years. <laughs> <laughs> and you married a guy, or you started dating this guy. Y'all are married mm-hmm. now, right? We are married, okay. yes. So you started dating this guy, and at the time, he had a five-year-old daughter and a three-year-old daughter? About? So they're actually about to be 10 and 12. So they were four and six when I met them. Okay. Yeah, because we we started dating in June, and their birthdays are in May. Okay. So, fresh. <laughs> and you did not have any bio kids of your own at the time? I did not. I was, man, let's see. I was, I think, 25 or 26 when we started dating. I actually think I was, like, 25, yeah. So, I was just fresh out of college and started dating my husband, and he had two kids. Like, all right. Let's do this. So you weren't hesitant at all? No, I wasn't. Growing up, my mom was a stepmom. So my dad, I I call him my dad because he raised me from the time I was three years old. But he had a kid uh, with someone else uh, before him and my mom got together. So I kind of like, I I would see what my mom would go through. And I guess I just kind of followed in her and her footsteps. 
you know, so I'm like, it's not really that big of a deal uh, to me. I can, I can navigate it very well. Little that I know. <laughs> so your mom was a stepmom, mm-hmm. which means you had a stepdad. Yep. And you said he was in your life since you were like three. Mm-hmm. That's correct. You technically refer to him as your dad. Yes. He, yes. I referred to him as my dad. I didn't really have a relationship with my biological dad. So I was like, and, and as a young kid, I, I did. And so it was, I would always call um, my, my stepdad by his like first name. Mm-hmm. And then once I stopped having a relationship with my biological dad, I started calling my stepdad dad. And so to me, like, he's my dad. That's the only person I ever, you know, I've ever really known as far as a father figure. Do you have anything to do with your dad now, your real biological dad? Nope, nothing to do with him. Nothing. Nothing. Which <laughs> is a weird concept. I just like don't I don't care to have anything to do with him. He didn't, you know, he didn't really I mean, he kind of did me justice by not like being a part of my life. So And do you know this might be a question you don't know the answer to. Yeah. We often see this, and I'm not trying to say anything negative about your mom, mm-hmm. but do you know if your dad wanted to have a relationship with you and your mom was kind of like a lot of moms, like, no, you need to go away. She's better off without you. Or he was just kind of like, okay, see you. Bye. My mom was all about us having a relationship. And if I didn't go see my biological dad, I would go see his um his mom so I actually had a better relationship with my grandmother than I did with my biological dad so it was kind of his choice to not be a dad yeah it was mm-hmm, it was his choice <laughs> do you know anything about him I know yeah yeah I know I know a lot about him I know that he, I mean he has another kid that's six years younger than I am maybe seven and it's a girl she's a girl or you know it's a girl I I mean other than that like I don't really, I don't really care to know anything, but right. I know who he is. I'm, you know, I know his name, nobody looks like, but it was just more of like my choice as I, as I got older. Right. Does he live near you? No. So I'm actually from Michigan, born and raised. And uh, we moved down to Tennessee, me and my mom, my dad and my brothers, we all moved down to Tennessee after I graduated high school and we've been here ever since. So, Okay. He's up in Michigan doing his thing. I don't know. (laughs) So you come into this blend. You're dating this Mm -hmm. guy that's got two kids. What's his relationship like with his ex? So at the time, he only had, I believe it was like 25% custody. I think it was 70. She had 75. He had 25%. And they, I mean, they didn't really follow their parenting plan. She was, you know, they had like a 223 schedule. He would get them Monday, Tuesday. She would get them Wednesday, Thursday. And then he would do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then vice versa the following following week. They had what seemed like a good relationship. They just didn't work out as a married couple. Um, mm-hmm. They were better off as friends. And me coming into it, I'm like, this is a little weird that you're kind of this close with your ex-wife. <laughs> and yes. so I was like taken back by it. But then also it was, I was like, okay, I'm used to seeing exes fight over kids and stuff. Like that's how, like I, growing up, I remember like my dad and his ex fight about like my brother and, you know, my mom having to get involved and 
is this, is this how it's supposed to be? Like, are they supposed to get along? Are they supposed to fight type of thing? Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was really cool. But then I also kind of thought it was weird and strange that they were that, that they were close. Yeah, because you're thinking if y'all are that close, why don't y'all stay together? If y'all can get along that well. Right, exactly. But then it like, you know, a couple months later, like it started to like click and register. I'm like, I, I mean, I, I get it. Like they're, you know, they're close because of the kids. Everything that they do is because of the girls. Mm-hmm. And that's like the best way to be, honestly, in my opinion. It's just, you need to put your differences aside and you need to do what's best for the children. Oh, I completely agree. And way too often we see where one parent's hate for the other parent outweighs the love for the child. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate for the child. Right. Now, I'm not going to go on and say that everything has been hunky-dory ever since because there has been many, many differences. There have been many arguments, many discussions, many times where those two have not been on the same page. We all haven't been on the same page. So it's been like a, it's been a wild ride learning how to navigate being in a blended family. And finally, I feel like I can finally say this after five years that we, I think we're all on the same page and we're all on an understanding of how to navigate everything. So the first, the first three years was rough, (laughs) like really rough. Oh, I'm sure. So do you have contact with the bio mom? I do actually. Me and her talk more than my husband and her do. Really? We get along. Yeah, we get along very well. And I, it could just be me thinking that we get along very well. But <laughs> yeah, we'll have to ask her. <laughs> hey, Ashley's baby mama, if you listen to this. <laughs> but I think we get along very well. Um, we have very similar personalities, very like a similar sense of humor and. Yeah, I, we just, we, we get along great. And it's, I think my husband kind of, he's good. I guess the least I have to talk to her, the better, you know, and he goes, she probably says the same thing about me. The least she has to talk to me, the better. I'm mm-hmm. like, right, right, exactly. And really the only time they is during the hard stuff. I'm like, you can take that battle and you can go with it because that's not my battle to fight. That can be between you and her and you and her. So just like the hard stuff is when they have to. Like court crap, money. Well, honestly, no, like we, everything is just very civil. No, everything's 50, 50. Now we ended up about like a year and a half with me and my husband being married. We sat down and he told her that he wanted 50, 50 joint legal and she agreed to it. She was like, okay, yeah. And so it's now 50, 50 joint legal, no child support, nothing. Awesome. Yeah. So there's never any like issue about court or like we actually, we've never been to court, knock on wood, (laughs) but yeah, nothing. What would you consider the hard stuff? So the different parenting styles, you know, she parents her and her, her husband now parent completely different than me and my husband do. We have a different set of rules in each house. So it's like the, the, Hey, I don't really think you should be disciplining this type of way thing or Hey, I think you're being a little bit harsh on the oldest daughter, the oldest one, you know, or there's been like times like school related, you know, I want to send, they, they've had to have a discussion about where they wanted to send the oldest daughter to middle school. Cause we have, we live in an area where there's a bunch of private schools and a bunch like really good education around us. And mm-hmm. so they've, you know, they kind of had like a, 
a minor disagreement on where they wanted to send the oldest daughter. Okay. But, so that so that's kind of like the hard stuff that they have to kind of they discuss. And I'm like, this is not my choice. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> I'm you out. Do. Yeah, that's you too. But as far as like, we split everything 50-50 down the middle. My husband have his, trying to figure out how to word this. Um, so they have two together. Uh, the oldest one will be 12 in a week and a half. And the second one will be 10 on Monday. So um, my stepdaughter, my the 10-year-old stepdaughter, we have insurance on her. And then bio mom has insurance on the oldest one. So yeah, we just, everything split 50-50 down the middle. We split all of um, the medical bills, regardless of who it is. The old, my, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I'd be like, I want the kid that's not the clumsy kid, not the <laughs> sports kid, you know, because I'm going to have to right? pay less in medical bills. Right. But yeah, so they split those 50-50, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, fair. Everything is, everything split 50-50. My oldest stepdaughter just got braces and Ooh. we're splitting the cost of that. So, I mean, it, it works out perfectly. Yeah. You said that the rules are different at by a mom's house. Which home mm-hmm. is the more strict home? Definitely mine and my husband's house. I knew you were going to uh, say my, that. <laughs> yeah. My, husband, my husband's ex-military. He was in the army. He was in the army when, when him and his ex-wife got married and, you know, had their oldest daughter. Mm-hmm. So he's more like rule and regiment oriented. And, you know, she is more of like more lenient towards, towards the girls. Right. You know, and I try, you know, as me being the wife, I'm like, okay, like, yeah, you know, we have to have rules and I'm okay with them having choice. This is how you are wanting to parent them and that's fine. But now, you know, me and him have two daughters of our own or we, you know, we have two daughters together. So we're, we're very, we want to keep things the same across the board. How we parent the older two is how we're going to, we're going to, you know, parent our younger two. So the older two, we like, they have chores that they have to do. They have, you know, they can't be on their iPads for hours on end we only allow them to have like two hours a day on on screens and you know it's a little bit more lax with bio mom and that i mean that's not a bad thing people have different parenting styles but it's just you know for the for the girls it's you know one week they're at a house that you know it's kind of more lax and then they come to our house and it's a little bit more like strict and routine oriented okay question yes do you think, and I know that we are not psychics here and we're not trying to project the future or predict the future, but do you think as the kids get older that they will say, we don't want to come to your house, dad. We just want to stay with mom because we don't have to do all this crap at her house. I do worry about that, but I worry about that in the fact that, you know, now that me and my husband have two daughters together, I'm more worried about that for my daughter's sake. Like if they do, they do that, then they'll be missing out on time with their two younger sisters. And like, I don't, I don't see them doing that because they have a really good relationship with mine and my husband's too. Uh, They're really close with them, but then also their bio mom and her new husband have a daughter together too. So they have all these, they have all these sisters all around. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. And then they also have a stepsister as well. So six because, girls between the stepsister, yeah. half sister, all that stuff. Yep. Yep. So wow. It's a lot. Yeah, a lot of girls. Okay. We have a lot of sisters. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say this to you. 
usually I'll wait to the end. But Ashley, mm-hmm. we are going to have to have you back when these kids are teenagers. Oh, yeah. 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 Because I feel like I want to see how things change. <laughs> I know, right? It's going to be crazy. It's going to be wild ride. You feel like the oldest is a preteen? So she, yeah, she's. She's going to be 12. So she's starting to slowly get into that preteen phase now. And I I feel as a stepmom, I'm like the biggest advocate for my stepdaughters. I try and like see things from their point of view. And my husband, I'm like, hey, you know, kind of give them a little bit of grace. Maybe take a, like, take a step back. Like they're, you know, mm-hmm. they go through a lot. They go from one house to another every, you know, every week. And so it's just a lot to take in. and. And especially with like them being girls, I, I feel like I have to be tell my husband, hey, you, you got you got to stop because it's kind of it's kind of crazy right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, and there's going to be times where like the the oldest one will want to wear short shorts or like a crop top or something. And, and of course, my husband, you know, being a dad, you're like, uh, no, my daughter's not wearing that. And that part I like agree with, but. She was wanting mascara and I'm like, okay, like she, she wears mascara at her mom's house. It's not a big deal for her to wear it here. Um, and that was like kind of a, that was a disagreement me and my husband had. I'm like, I don't really get what the big deal is. You know, like she's doing it at her mom's house. Like why build up more of that resentment, you know, have her build up more of that resentment towards you. So it's just mascara at the end of the day. Right. It's not base and, yeah. or foundation and blush right. and powder. Exactly. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I've, and I've always said that and my, my mom, you know, with my mom being a stepmom, she has even said, she, you know, she's like, you are the biggest advocate you can be for your stepdaughters. And that's the most important role as a stepmom that you can have because they need to develop that trust with you and they need to learn to trust you. So my oldest stepdaughter will come to me and tell me things that, you know, she doesn't want to tell her dad, you know, I had to, I had to buy her bras for our house and yeah. You know, she was like, this would be so awkward if, if dad had to take me to do this, <laughs> you know, type of thing. So they, we have a good, me and me and my two stepdaughters have a good enough relationship to where they, they know they can come and talk to me about things. And if it's not harming them or in any certain way or form, they know I won't run and tell their dad like, Hey, right. I just went and you. <laughs> it's funny because we think about this when the kids tell you something. Mm-hmm. And this happens with bio parents too. Right. But especially with stepkids, they're coming to you as a confidant. Mm-hmm. You're a mentor to them, a safe place. Right. That's what I like to call it, a mm-hmm. safe place for them to fall. Mm-hmm. And they tell you something, and it may be on that line where you're like, crap, do I tell dad? Right. And I know that... There have been times that I have decided not to tell David things. Mm -hmm. There have been times that David didn't know what they told me, but he made a comment of, well, I'm going to call so-and-so and and I'm going to talk to him about such and such. And I'm thinking, no, if you do that, he's going to think I told you. Right. Yeah. Because it's just like out of the blue, David wants to talk to him about this. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You can't do that. Right. And so now we know that if I say, no, you can't do that. He knows that they're talking to me about something. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, if it was something safety wise, health wise, all of that, then I would tell him. Exactly. And I know there are stepmoms that will say, well, my stepdaughter's climbing out of the 
her window at night, should I tell their tell her dad? Because this step parent's not showing. Right. Well, yes, because that child can get hurt. Right. Exactly. Anything safety that needs to be brought up to you know. Right. The the bio parent. Yes. The difference is bringing it up and harping on it. You can right. let the parent know, hey, little Susie, or I believe little Susie may have climbed out of her window last night or mm-hmm. something. It's best if you don't say the kid's name, but we know that's not always possible. Right. But then you leave it to them. Don't say, well, what are you going to do about it? And they're aware of it. So if they choose not to do anything about it, that's their choice. Yeah, exactly. And you're only going to drive them crazy if you keep nagging them about it. Of, did you see if little Susie snuck out last night? What did you do about her sneaking out the other night? Yeah, don't do that. That's not good. Let them be the parent. Yep, exactly. And, you know, me and my husband, I I tried like the nacho method the first year we were married because it was just, it was a lot on me and I mean, being a step parent is just an emotional roller coaster in itself, you know? And then it just, it didn't work. And it was mainly like I tried not doing because I think uh, his ex-wife was getting used to that idea of me and like my role and everything. Mm -hmm. And so just from my sanity, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to take a step back. You know, I will get involved where I need to get involved. I will still love my stepdaughters without end of like, Without you know, I'll still pick them up from school. You know my daily routines, but as far as like discipline and punishment goes, like that, everything is off the table for me. But it just didn't work because I'm I'm the one that's home with them most of the time, and so it was like, well, I can't really discipline you because you know you have to wait, I have to wait for your dad. And my husband has you know given me like full range, obviously no hitting or spanking, you know, like that. He's giving you the authority. Right. The authority, like they do something wrong. They disobey you. You can, you can ground them. You can punish them. What, you know, take their iPads away or their phones away. You know, you are me when I'm not here. Right. I'm like, okay. Okay. So now, you know, now that I'm with them, like, all right, you're not listening. You're, you know, deliberately disobeying me. You're grounded for two days or, you know, however long, whatever I see the punishment fits. And my husband always backs me up and stands by me. He comes home and he's like, you guys didn't listen to Ashley. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. So, And here's the thing. We know nacho wing is not for everybody. Right. We know many full-time step parents that do nacho, though. hmm But the difference in this is your husband has given you complete authority. Right. When he comes home and you have told the kid you lose your iPad for two days— he doesn't come in and say, oh, no, Ashley, I'm giving it back to her. Right. He doesn't exactly. undermine that authority that he's giving you. Right. And because it it helps the my stepdaughters learn to respect, you know, because at the end of the day, I'm still a parent, you know, regardless. And so they under they respect that authority too. like, oh, Ashley's saying we can't do this. Okay. Right. When I have that support from my husband. Right. And it's not that I didn't have David's support in the beginning, because David and I actually took a questionnaire, a premarital questionnaire. Mm-hmm. It wasn't for blended families, though. That's was key to this, is it was right. not for blended families. We had one answer out of 100 that was different. We're like, oh, yeah, we're going to rock this. Oh, wow, look at that. Yeah. But that was for a nuclear family. Right. It wasn't talking about blended families, what mm-hmm. what David 
does as a parent of children that he only has 50% of the time is completely mm-hmm. different than he would do if he had them 100% of the time. Right, exactly. And so we had these struggles. And again, it wasn't that David didn't support what I was doing. And I don't think I ever really put them on restriction, but mm-hmm. I was Johnny on the spot. I mean, there were four step kids, so it's easy to find somebody doing something wrong at any given point. Always, always. When you have more than two children, it's, oh my goodness, you just, yeah, it's so easy to find something, find someone doing something that they're not supposed to, whether it's like the oldest, my oldest stepdaughter antagonizing my youngest, you know? Yes. And, and, and that I will say that's been the hardest. It's not really a hard thing, but it's been something I noticed. Like, am I favoring my biological children over my stepchildren? So it's like, if my, if my biological daughter is doing the exact same thing that my stepdaughter is doing, am I punishing my stepdaughter more, more of a punishment than I am my biological daughters? But then also I look at it as, She's also older than them. They're only four and three. So it's like, I kind of, you know, I I try and be very like aware of like, am I favoring my biological children more than I'm favoring my stepdaughters? And so that has been a struggle too. But like you said, you can, no matter how many, you know, when you have more than two, it's, you can definitely see, it's easy to spot someone doing something wrong. (laughs) Right. It's good to be aware and make yourself aware of that, of am I treating Mm -hmm. them fairly? Here's the thing though. More than likely, you're not, but it's not intentional. Right, exactly. It's not, oh, I'm going to be mean to my stepdaughter. It's just, she's not yours. She has another parent, and it makes a difference. Mm -hmm. Even if you are playing mom to her when she's there and considered a parent, it's still Mm -hmm. different. And Mm -hmm. I know with David and I, it was more that I was just constantly on the kids. He Mm -hmm. didn't care if they ran through the house. I did. He didn't care if the book bags were all thrown at the door. I did. So all of a sudden, there's these changes. And it wasn't that David didn't support me, but it was too much. Right. And so it just got to the point that the kids were miserable here. We were all miserable. You know you know the story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, of course, once I started not showing, it allowed us to heal, which we had a lot of healing to do. And then we were able to build those relationships where they do come mm-hmm. talk to me about things now. Good. Yeah. I know also, <laughs> I laughed when you said they're only such and such and such and such age because my stepkids will say, if you ask them, what is the biggest phrase you remember as a stepchild in this blend? It'll be, but he's only five. <laughs> 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 because apparently that's what I said about my kid all the time. But you can't mm-hmm. expect a five year old to do dishes. Right, exactly. And that's, you know, that, and I'll tell my stepdaughters this. I'm like, look, they're four and three. They're, they're you know, they're emulating y- y'all's behavior, you know? So if they're doing something that you don't like, it's because they've seen you do it. So maybe like guide them in the right direction of how, if they're trying to take a toy away from you, mm-hmm. you know, say, Hey, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll say my, my biological children's name, um, Evelyn, who's four, Hey, Evelyn, like, that's not really a nice thing that you're doing right now. Why don't you maybe ask nicely for it? Mm -hmm. You know, so I'll tell my stepdaughters, like, 
guide them, teach them, you know, the right way to ask for something, not just taking it away from you, you know, because right. they, they are very, they're babies, right? They're, they're, they're little, they're toddlers and they emulate behavior and emulate what they, they see around them, you know, and they look up to you guys. So if they see you guys fighting and hitting, they're going to think it's okay to like hit each other and it's not. So teach them. If you don't want them to do something, teach them, especially when I'm in the other room, you know, teach them because you're at the end of the day, you're the big sisters and they need to, if I'm not around, you're the next best thing. And I love that. I love that you're not putting that responsibility on them as much as you were Mm -hmm. showing them. You can help your sister. We'll just say sister. I don't want to say half sister, Mm -hmm. not for anything against half sisters, but we'll just say, right. You have the ability to help your sister grow up and be awesome like you. Right. Mm -hmm. And just that influence, because there's a pretty good age gap there, isn't there? There is. So it's almost 12, almost 10, four and three. Okay. So almost 10 years apart between the oldest and the youngest. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And see, we had five years apart between the triplets and Jackson. Oh, wow. Triplets. Yes. Wow. Oh, yeah. I got the gray hair to prove it. <laughs> and and the oldest. They're all boys. So. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. You've got the girls going on. We had the boys going on. Yeah. I know. I say my poor husband with all these girls, me included. <laughs> like You are outnumbered. <laughs> yes. And I'm going to tell you it's funny because people would say, well, at least you don't have to worry about them getting pregnant. And I'm like, yeah, but they could populate a city. Right. Exactly. Everybody, you're not thinking yeah, about the they, other part of this. Yeah, and they could populate a whole, a whole city, a whole state. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They have their own state. Yeah, yeah. But it's good that you have that relationship with your stepdaughters. That you can say those things to them, and they don't take mm-hmm. it as criticism. Right. You know, and there have been a couple of times where my youngest stepdaughter, she has said, "You're always getting on to me. You're always, you know," and I'm like, "I'm not." I'm not getting onto you because I don't like you. I'm getting onto you because I love you and I want you to do the right thing, you know, and I want you to teach your sisters to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, there have been several times where I've had to talk to both of my stepdaughters and say, I'm not saying this thing. I'm not doing this thing because I don't love you. I love you very, very much. I choose, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to say like that. I don't have to love them as a step. Yeah. As a step parent, like, as a, as, as a stepmom, you, you don't have to love them. You know, you, you choose to love them. And to me, like that is, I feel like that's like a stronger love than loving your own biological children because your biological children are kind of obligated, you know, <laughs> to, <Yeah. laughs> to love them and your stepchildren, you like, you, you don't, but you know, with my stepdaughters, when they say that I, they think I'm getting onto them too much. I'm like, I'm sorry that you feel I'm getting onto you too much, but I'm not doing it because I don't love you. I'm doing it because I, I do love you very, very much. And I want you to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, they kind of like, okay, yeah, I get it. I understand. Right. Yes. Let's back up to when you yeah. decided to have ours children. Yes. You decided, I'm, I'm guessing you, you all planned this. It's okay if you didn't. Honestly, no. My, our first, our first daughter, she, my husband was home on leave. He was stationed in Iraq and he was home for a month and we weren't, trying but we you know we obviously weren't preventing it and Mm -hmm. he left and got 
like he was maybe in Iraq for two days after he left um, from his leave. And I texted him that I was pregnant and he was like, all right, I guess we're doing this. And I go, yeah, I guess, I guess we're doing this. And um, he came home about two months before I was due. And, and then we had our baby. And then six months later I got pregnant again. So it was like, neither one of our kids was planned. And that's okay. Happened. Yeah. <laughs> but how did you navigate the challenges with the stepkids? I'm sure that because you seem like a very intelligent person that you were thinking, mm-hmm. how are my stepkids going to handle this? Are they going to be jealous? What's the best way for right. us to approach this with them? And how yeah. can I make sure that they feel involved and not excluded? Right. So tell us a little bit about your thought process with that. Luckily for me and my husband, um, they're, their mom had a baby the month I found out I was pregnant. So, Oh good. She got the heat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she, yeah, she had, um, her and her husband had a baby the month I found out I was pregnant. So that, I mean, it worked out perfectly. I got to kind of see how my stepdaughters reacted to a new baby in the house. It was great. And so then when my husband, I let my husband tell him that we were expecting, and I mean, and so he would, he video chatted them every, like all the time when he was in Iraq and he texted me and he was like, they are so excited. It's unreal how excited they are. And he goes, which makes me so like me, makes me so happy too. I'm like, good, good. I'm so glad. But then when my, when our first daughter was born, the girls were just over the moon excited. Like, and I, I let them help like feed her and hold her and I would let them help change the diaper, pick out clothes. So they were just, yeah, pick out clothes, everything. They were just so excited to have another sister. Mm-hmm. So it was great. Like it, it, we navigated it very well, you know. And I don't want to bash by on my mom at all. Like I, she's great. I really do. I think she's amazing. She's a super sweet person. But she, she did leave to go to school in New York after I had my first kid. And so I was taking care of a newborn baby. And then I had my two stepdaughters full time for about a month and a half while she was in school in New York. And so that was hard in itself, learning how to navigate that. So you had them full time? Full time. mm -hmm. For a month? Is that what you said? About about a month and a half, two months. Yeah. And I was like, man, I went from having no kids to three. All within a matter of like, I felt like it was a matter of like days. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I just, I did it. I'm the type of person that just like, you throw me a task, I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to figure out a way to manage and make it work. And it was great because like it, me and my stepdaughters bonded over that time when they were with us for the, the two months that they were full time. And then they also bonded with my daughter that I just had. So it was, it was great. And then I think like during that time, me and the bio mom kind of started to develop a, a little bit more of a relationship because, you know, she was away. She was really missing them and wanting to talk to them. And I'm like, oh my gosh, call it every day if you want. You know, you can you can talk to them whenever. She was just missing them the month or two that she was gone. And so I would just, she would text me and ask if she can talk to the girls. And I just said, yeah, whenever, you know, call them any, anytime you want to you wanna talk to them and you're missing them, just call them. And so I think she kind of started to have a, better understanding of me and how I'm like, you know, you, you are their mom first and foremost, you know, you, if you miss them, you call and talk to them whenever. Right. So that when she left, I think that's when me and her started to have a, started to develop a better relationship. And why did she go to New York again for training? Uh, school? 
She was going, she went to New York for some school. Okay. So I, I don't know too much. I just know that she was um, in New York for, for school. Right. For about two months. And I'm like, it's. It wasn't like she was on vacation. Right. She wasn't on vacation. She was doing school, trying to better computer. And that, yeah, I mean, it's fine, but it was awful. It was rough. Yeah. Um, I'm just going from no kids to three kids. <laughs> well, honey, I know <laughs> if my niece brings her kids over or something, I'm slap wore out after about three hours. Yeah. Yeah. And so as a 25, tw- yeah, 20, I think it was 25. Well, 26, 26, 20, yeah, mm-hmm. about 26, 27, had my first kid, and I'm like, man, no kids to three. This is great. This is a wild ride. Let's go for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to ask you, when your husband was deployed, did mm-hmm. you still see the stepkids? I saw my stepdaughters whenever my in-laws had them. We didn't really, because they were still on like that 75, 25 custody schedule. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so I, I only saw my stepdaughters when my in-laws had them. Okay. Which wasn't very often. No, I didn't have to. I didn't have to follow the custody schedule or anything. Yeah. I know a lot of stepmoms push for that and then they regret it. Right. Mm-hmm. Now we probably, like, now, you know, into this, the future, you know, and probably some other, you know, into the future, um, let's say, like, with my husband, we're too have to go out of town for something we probably would just follow the normal schedule day-to-day routine because you know they they have their sisters here at our house and it was we work very well with each other and we work around everyone's schedule like there last summer there was a time where like she had to have them two weeks and I had and then we had them for two weeks Mm -hmm. so which wasn't like our it's not our typical schedule but it just happened that like we were going to be out of town on the week that they were supposed to be with us and so we just, we just made it work. Like you can get them for two weeks and then when we come back, we'll have them for two weeks and then we'll be back on the normal schedule. So we're, we work very well with working around the schedule if, right. if something comes up, which is great. I think, you know, it's very important that you work well with the other parent. You can't just be like, nope, this is what the custody agreement is. I mean, some people you have to, you know, be like, no, this is, we have to follow the custody agreement. Yeah. But if you have a relationship to where the other parent is, willing to work with you and be like, yeah, that's fine. No big deal. Like it'll, it'll buff out somewhere or another. Right. It has to be a two way street. You can't always say, Oh, bio mom wants to keep the kids longer this week, Mm -hmm. but she's not willing to give us extra time or, I mean, it depends on how you value that time. Right. And if you've got a bio parent that says, well, I want to get them for three weeks during the summer and the other bio parent says, but the court order says you only get one. Mm-hmm. And then, and the other bio parent says, well, I want to take them on vacation. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Yeah. It's about the kids. It's about the kids. And I like, you know, I've, I've tried to develop a following, a following on TikTok and I've kind of just slacked at it here lately just because I'm, I'm just so busy. <laughs> but that was, you know my whole outlook on it. Like it, it's not about the parents. It's about the kids. And, you know, I, I've seen some parents on TikTok talk about like, well, no, we have to follow the court order. This is a custody agreement. This is what we do. If my mm-hmm. daughter wants to go over there and it's on my time, no, she can't go over there. 
I'm like, what is going on? Why do you, like, if your daughter wants to go see the her parent or if your son wants to go see the other parent, why, why are you being salty about it? Right. Now, here's the thing too, though, is you just said something very key. For instance, my son's father and I, we have never been able to co-parent. It has been right. a struggle since we dated. We'll just say that. Mm-hmm. So there would be times that he would say, let me keep him Sunday night and take him to daycare Monday. Now, you got to think my son's father and I had split up before I had Jackson. So, right. and my response would be no. Mm-hmm. And the reason being, I knew he did not have the stuff to send to daycare. Right. I knew he wouldn't go get the stuff. I knew if even if I took the stuff, he wasn't, and I don't want to say responsible it. enough, but right. I mean, let's face facts. Moms especially are very aware. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying some dads aren't, but it's usually moms. We know what's going on. We're very mm-hmm. attentive. Mm-hmm. And two, my son didn't want to. Right. When he would cry because he had to go, I surely wasn't going to let you keep him extra. Right, exactly. And that's how you have to gauge it. Like if your kid is crying because they don't want to go see the other parent, you know, obviously there's some like underlying issue there. Right. But if your kid is wanting to go and begging like, please, can I just, can I just go see mom or can I just go see dad? And you're like, nope, this is my time and my time only. Right. Those are like, you know, those are the instances where I'm like, really, like, really, really like she, yeah. I know with my son, of course, his dad didn't understand why I would tell him no. He thought I was just being right. mean. Just being, yeah. But I also know that my son, when he was there, would say, can I call my mom? And the response was no. It's my time. Oh, wow. So that created part of the environment my son didn't want to be around. It wasn't right. like he was 10 and he was saying, I don't want to go over there because he makes me do chores. Mm-hmm. It was a toddler that when you would tell him he had to go to his dad, say, come on, we got to get you ready to go to your dad's, he would cry. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And then you feel like a crappy parent. So Right. I get that. And some people will disagree with this, but my son has known from early on in his life that there is a court order that dictates his life. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I told him, I said, I understand you don't want to go. But he's your dad, and the court says Mm -hmm. that you need to go see your dad every other weekend. Right. So here I have a three-, four-year-old at the time says, I need to talk to the judge. Mm -hmm. I mean, (laughs) and how many kids say that? But he's aware (laughs) of what's going on. And when I say that, he doesn't know all the court crap that happened. He just knows that there are things that I have to do to follow the law, and there are things that his dad is supposed to do to follow the law. To follow the law, yeah. See, our our two stepdaughters when we when my husband and his ex wife updated the custody agreement, like they they knew about the court order. Like they, you know, this is what we have to do. You know, where our custody or our visiting time was both sets of parents was going to change instead of doing the two two three. We were doing one week on, one week off, and so they knew, like, okay, we have to go to mom's now. Okay, we have to go to dad's now. Right. Right. And the reason why the main reason why we switched because it was the two two three schedule starting to get really confusing once they were in grade school. Yes. Because they were like, wait, who's picking us up? Is it Ashley or is it mom? And so it, we're just like, okay, this kind of makes a little bit more sense just to do a week on, week off now because mm-hmm. they know whose house they're at on which week and what and whose house they're not at on the other week. 
right? I get that some parents don't want to spend a week without their kid. Mm-hmm. But again, you have to look at it from the standpoint of the kid. Is it better for the kid to not have to pack up and go everywhere constantly, the whole back and forth thing? And, Mm -hmm. you know, some kids actually may not do well being away from a parent for a week. Right. So you just kind of have to go with what works best for the kid. Yeah. I know, David, when we first got married, we had his kids 11 out of 14 days. Mm Mm-hmm. Over time, his ex changed her work schedule. She was able to do more time with them, so they did 50-50. And in the beginning, Mm -hmm. it was more the 2-2-3-3 stuff. Right. But the kids, were it drove them crazy. They felt like they were living out of a duffel bag. Right, exactly. And then especially when they're in grade school, you know, they're just like, I don't, I don't, I don't know whose house I'm going to today. I'm unsure. Right. And they need that consistency. Yeah. Because like, you know, they're like, I've only been at mom's house for a day, it seems like, or for two days. And now I'm going back to like dad's and it just, it was just really confusing for everyone involved. Right. But we've been doing the week on week off for, I think, I think since like 2019. Oh, so for a while. For a while. Yeah. And it just, it worked. And then like COVID hit in 2020 and that was a whole, Oh gosh. that was trying to navigate like that parenting schedule in itself. It was like, do we get them? Do we not get them? Like, what? It, what? It, what's the right thing to do here? And I just had a baby. Yeah, I don't want my babies to get sick. Yeah. yeah. Then I was like, but I also don't want my babies not to see their sisters. You know. So I think during COVID, we let you know we let her keep them for a month, I think, and then we got them. We got them for a month to kind of just like mitigate everything. Like if they were sick or if they weren't sick. Right. So yeah, that was that was a rough part of co-parenting too. We we're trying to figure. it out the whole schedule then. Yes. Um, but we made it work. Well, we saw too many stepmoms that used COVID as an excuse for the stepkids not to come. Oh, my goodness. And too many bio moms that used it as an excuse for the stepkids yeah. not to come. Wow. It's like, oh, I have a reason to keep my kid from you. Yeah. Or, oh, yep. I have a reason to keep your nasty other kids away from my house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So it was definitely, I'm glad that crap's over. It was a mm-hmm. challenge for sure. It w- Yeah, it definitely was a challenge. But, you know, we all of us made it work. Yes. So when your stepkids are going to their moms, do your hours mm-hmm. kids say, where's where's little Susie? Where's little? They they did, especially my, my four-year-old. My three-year-old now is starting to, she's starting to question it. But my four-year-old has been questioning it for about a year. And it took her a little bit. She's like, where's, where, where's so-and-so? Um, we'd be like, you know, they're at their mom's house. They have to go see their mom now. Um, she'd be like, okay. Um, and for the first little bit, she would be in tears when we would go and drop them off. Yeah. It was really sad. And that, to me, that was a hard part for me. Like seeing my daughter cry because she missed her sisters and she didn't want her sisters to go. Mm-hmm. But now she understands, oh, they have to go see their mom. They're at their mom's house. And we'll like, we'll go to soccer games. My youngest stepdaughter is in soccer. And so we go to soccer games. We all, all of us hang out at the soccer game. We're all four next to each other talking. And then my two daughters will play with my husband's ex-wife, the ex-wife and her husband's uh, daughter. Because mm-hmm. they're around the same age. So they it's super cute. They all three play together. All the three little sisters play together while we're watching my youngest stepdaughter play soccer. And it's just, it just works really well. And my husband's ex-wife, 
adores my two children oh. that we have. And my, my two children adore her. Like sh- they'll see her and they'll run up to her and give her a hug. So it's just, it's, it's really cute how like we just, they have this bond with, you know, their sister's mom. Yeah. It's adorable. Would you ever allow your kids to go spend the night at Bio Mom's house? I don't think I would say spend the, do a spend the night, but I would, if they wanted to go hang out and if she was like open to it. And I think we've talked about it before, like meeting at the park for like a play date for her youngest daughter and then my two daughters to like mm-hmm. play and stuff. I mean, I would let them, yeah, I'd let them go over. And at one point, like we were struggling with a babysitter, struggling trying to find a babysitter. I called my husband. I'm like, what about your ex-wife? He's like, are you for like for real? I'm like, <laughs> like, what are you smoking I mean, there, Ashley? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why not? Like she, she obviously she takes care of your children just fine, right? Like it's you know they're alive, they're healthy, they're well fed. Like what? I was like, I don't know what else to do. And he goes, I mean, yeah, I get your point, but I was just shocked because like that you would suggest that. Mm-hmm. So yes. I mean. It, maybe when they're older, I probably, yeah, I probably would. Maybe when they're older, if they wanted to go hang out with their sisters or something. Because I, like, yeah. to me, in my mind, I foresee this, like, huge future with my two stepdaughters, my two daughters, and... Bio mom's daughter. Bio mom's daughter. All just hanging out. I'm like, they're just, they're all, like, sisters and related somehow or another, you know? So it's yeah. like, I just, I see this future of them all just, like, hanging out. In high school or something. <laughs> yeah, that would be so cool. So mm-hmm, it would. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing that you said earlier was that there are the hard things that you leave to buy a mom mm-hmm. and your husband. Yeah. So whether you realize it or not, you are not showing those things. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's like the only, really the only thing that I will, I will not show when it's like, this is not my decision to make this is something between you two and you two only. And I'm, I'm out. If you need me to get it, if you need me to get involved and maybe try and calm your ex-wife down or something, or be the middleman, I I can, and I absolutely will, but I'm, this is, I'm, I'm out, dude. Right. Which again is good because you don't need to not show the other areas. Right. Now you may find over time, when the stick kids do hit those horrible teenage years mm-hmm. that you find yourself saying, you know, the youngest stepdaughter, she is just hell on wheels. Right. And I can't deal with her. I'm going to have to step back a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you may not have to with the oldest. Right. Yeah. It's, we don't, and yeah, I may have to step back with her. I just don't, yeah. I won't know until that time comes. Right. And here's the thing. And I want you to remember this is if either one of your stepdaughters do get an attitude and all of a sudden they don't like you and you're not their mom and they wish they're, that you weren't there or whatever crap comes out of their mouth, remember mm-hmm. that it's not about you. Right. It's just about the situation. And I like, I try it because my oldest stepdaughter, she'll get snippy or get an attitude with me now. And I'm like, mm, I remember doing this to my mom <laughs> mm-hmm. when I was that age. But your mama could say, I will knock your teeth down your throat. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but you can't say that to your stepkids. No. All I can say is, you see that iPad and that phone over there that you have? That can be taken away from you in a mm-hmm. minute. 
<laughs> so, I mean, that's the only advantage that I have. But then I also, you know, I try and give it a little bit of grace. I don't know what it's hard for the kids going back from one house to another. So I, I do and try and give them as much grace as I possibly can. Yes. But I'm also like, you need to be respectful of the parent. You know, you need to be respectful to your stepdad. You need to be respectful to me. And you need to be respectful to both your mom and your dad too. Yes. All four of us. And like, it's funny because all four of us, all four parents, we're all four in a group chat. And that's where we'll kind of like throw things out. Like, hey, just throwing this out there. This is happening. Or throwing this out there. This, this doctor's appointment's coming up. Even the stepdad? Um, even the stepdad. All oh, four of look us. at there. Yeah. 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 It's nice. And then, I mean, the stepdad will text me like randomly. Hey, did so-and-so take a shower last night? I'm like, <laughs> I smell yes. a little stinky girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she, yes, she did. So, cause it's like, we try and be on the same schedule as far as hygiene and stuff uh, at our house. And we all four try and be on the same schedule with that. So that way it's not overlapping any, but yeah. So as far as like my, my oldest stepdaughter giving me an attitude, I'm just like, uh, you know, it's, it's okay. It's just, I mean, it's not okay, but it's just the age that she is now. So I just, I just shrug it off. It's just going to happen. I know my, my two daughters are going to give me an attitude at some point or another. So, yep. But again, the difference is you can look at your daughters and go, I'll knock your teeth down your throat. Right, exactly. I brought you into this world. I can take you out. Yeah, that's what I was going to say next. Yeah. (laughs) That's what my mom always used to say to me. (laughs) And it's so funny because I'll call my mom. I am so sorry. I am so sorry for whatever I put you through, for whatever I did, because I feel like I'm getting it. Yes. With my stepdaughters now. And I know I'm going to get even worse with my two. (laughs) I wonder how many people have made that phone call to their parents mm-hmm. and said, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> My mom passed away, um, gosh, seven, eight years ago now, eight years ago. Oh, wow. But there are times that I say, oh, now I understand why she was crazy. Right, yeah. Or now I understand why she was like Satan and coming out of the bathroom like, uh-huh. <laughs> Yep, yep, exactly. Now I understand why she was saying the things that she was saying to me because I find myself saying the exact same things that she would say to me, saying it to mm-hmm. my stepdaughters even. As long as you don't say it with, well, I don't know about your mom, but my mom, she could say things in, we'll say a satanic way, just that mm-hmm. voice. Right. As long as you don't say it to them like that, you're doing good. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time that I said something, I'm like, oh my God, I sounded like my mama. I sounded like my mom, yeah. I was like, yeah. and it, not in a good way. Yeah, yeah. My mom was more of a um, a look mom. All she had to do was give me a, <laughs> give me the look, and I knew. And I find myself doing that look with my stepdaughters, and I just give them the look, and they stop. They're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. Ash- Ashley's got that look right now." <laughs> I call it the church look. Yeah, yeah, exactly the church look. The you two mm-hmm. better quit it right now. Yeah, and I'll even say to them like if they're acting out or if they're. You know, if they're just not listening or being crazy, I'm like, would you rather deal with the punishment for me or would you rather deal with the punishment from your dad? Because I can tell you right now, what I'm, how I'll punish you is going to be a lot different than what your dad will. Your dad will probably punish you for two weeks and I'm just going to say three days. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 We'll stop. We'll stop. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I, I, I think they're old enough now to where I can be like, you can either get a, pun- you know, you can stop or I'm going to go ahead and tell your dad. Yes. And he can do it. And they're like, okay, yep, we're done. We're done. Mm-hmm. Well, that's one of the things that we teach in the Nacho Kids Academy mm-hmm. is 
to help the step parents when the kids are doing something wrong. And that's the thing is we as parents, step parents, mm-hmm. we have to realize that these kids with their parents, it comes naturally that their that right. trust is there. And right. with us, they need to learn that, hey, Ashley cares about me. She's not doing this to be mean. Right. She's doing this because she cares. Mm-hmm. And I think with me too, it, because I came into their life at, you know, somewhat of a young age, you know, they were only four and six, mm-hmm. that they, they're, they're growing up with me. So it's not like me coming into their life when they're 10 and 12 or, you know, 11 and 13 to where they already had that like foundation, but just their dad and, you know, just their mom and mm-hmm. now someone who's in the picture, they were young. So they just like, and they don't remember they don't remember um, my husband and their mom being together at all. So, you know, I, I feel like I somewhat had an advantage right. coming into it as a stepmom with them being so young, too. And I know a lot of step parents don't have that. Yes. Especially, too, the fact that you have a good relationship with their mom mm-hmm. helps tremendously because they're not worried right. about you bashing their mom or their mom bashing you or their mom bashing dad or stepdad or whatever. It's just. Right. That stress isn't there. Mm-hmm. You know, and even like my husband will talk to the girls and be like, you need to respect your stepdad. Whatever your stepdad says, you need to listen to him and respect him mm-hmm. because he is the father figure in your mom's household and you need to listen to what he says. Right. And so like, even my husband has that, you know, that respect for their stepdad enough to like, tell them, to tell my stepdaughters, like, no, you need to respect your stepdad. If your stepdad is saying get in the shower or go do your homework and you backtalk him like that's not okay to do and if Mm -hmm. I find out about it you will I will you know I will discipline you how I you know in a way that needs to be disciplined right even though even though it happened at your mom's house you know because they're they're, we're very big on you know you discipline the girls how you want to discipline them in your household and we'll do what we see fit in our household but still we have like if you're being disrespectful to the other parent that's not cool (laughs) Mm mm-hmm Yes. Just like it's not cool to be disrespectful to a teacher. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Ashley, it has been great having you as a guest on our podcast. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Anytime. If you want to have me back again for another topic, that would be great. I'm excited. I do. I do this all the time. It's like, oh, well, let's wrap up. But I got another question. Did (laughs) your husband grow up in a nuclear family? He did. Yeah. His parents have been married for 36 years, I think, 37. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they. They, yeah, that's all he's he's ever known was just his mom and dad being together, and it was his, him, his sister, his mom and dad, and they just seemed like the picture perfect family. Yeah, and he married me, and I'm like, oh boy, you have no idea what my family is going through. <laughs> well, see, that brings up another question. So I'm going to ask this other question, then I'm going to stop asking mm-hmm. questions. Do you feel like that your husband's parents? treat your hours kids the same as their your husband's bio kids oh boy okay this is a loaded question and this has been something that I me and my husband have kind of had like a a discussion over and my in-laws they they love you know mine and my husband's daughters that we have together like without a doubt no question asked they they absolutely love them do they treat them differently? I, I 
feel like sometimes I do. And I think maybe it's just because like my stepdaughters, you know, are back and forth between houses and yeah, like guilty grandparent syndrome. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But also I'm like, okay, but they're also about to be 12 and 10. It's, you know, they can do things differently with them than they can afford three-year-old. Yes. And so that's just like my emotions getting the best of me where I'm like, why are, why don't they like my kids the like, same amount of, same amount that they like my stepdaughters type of thing, yeah. you know? And I have to take a step back. Like, I don't know. It's just different. Like they just, they're a different age, different age group. You know, they, they do have a lot going on. So it's like a, a yes and no answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I don't, I don't see it. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, well, of course you don't see what I'm talking about. You're just nonchalant about everything. You just say, oh, okay, whatever. It's no big deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, but I see it because like, those are, these are my, my children, you know, that I'm seeing getting treated differently, but it's not like a bad treated differently. It's just they're four and three. What else can, what all can you do with a four and three year old? Not much. Right. Exactly. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, again, thank you for being a guest. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks for having me. It was great talking with you. Let's make a note. Let's yeah. say stepdaughter's about to turn 12. Okay. Two mm-hmm. years. I want you back. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You have a great day and stay in touch. You too. You too. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Okay, so back to what we were talking about before we started the podcast. What, the swingers? No, about (laughs) when people ask about your kids. Like, how many kids do you have? Some people feel like if they say, oh, I've got one bio son and two stepsons or two stepkids, that the stepkids feel offended. This is a conversation you need to have with your stepkids. Mm-hmm. Because there was never any doubt that the stepkids wanted me to call them their, the stepkids. Yeah. And because they, that's what they were. Right. And if they do, then do kind of like what you do. You could say, um, I've got two kids and my husband has two kids. And we all mm-hmm. live together or whatever the case might be. We have four together. That's all you got to say. Yeah. There's different ways yeah. to answer the question. But talk to your stepkid or have your partner better suggestion, have your partner talk to your stepkid and say, hey, if somebody asked Lori how many kids she has, what would you want her to say? They'll probably say, I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) Would you want her to say, I have five kids and people just think that you are her kids? Or would you rather her say she has one kid and four stepkids? Ask the kid. Get their input. Because sometimes they might not care. What if you have one kid that says one thing and another kid that says another thing? Then you just laugh and say, I don't know who that kid is. <laughs> <laughs> That's like that time at the grocery store when Jackson was little. And when Jackson was little, he had this blonde hair, blonde, white hair. They called him a toehead. And that's what the hairdresser was called him. Anyway, I was in the grocery store and this man said, man, well... I have really dark hair, for those that do not know. But I was in the grocery store one day, and this man said, man, his daddy must have some blonde hair. This was this old man. I looked at him. I said, I don't know who his daddy is. (laughs) I bet you that man never said that to anybody else in his life. (laughs) I would love to see the look on his face. I just started laughing. I thought it was hilarious. (laughs) Because really, he could have been adopted. Yeah. 
I mean, actually, he looks like he's adopted. He looks yeah. more like your kid than mine. Mm-hmm. That old man was just trying to pick you up. That yeah, was, that's what that, it is. That was his way of trying to find out whether or not you were what? you were still with him or not. Oh, but, yeah. Hey, y'all sneaky, dirty old man, ain't you? We are. Yep. Oh, he admitted it, folks. Okay, that's it. We're going to wrap this session up before he can backpedal on this one. Part of the Dirty Old Men's Club now. (laughs) All right, folks. (laughs) Join us next week. And remember, life is good. (laughs) When you're nacho. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids Podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.